Thank you for listening to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Your hosts, C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong, navigate new ways to hire, develop, and retain talent, helping your team soar to higher performance. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. I'm Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. And our guest today is Jordan Blakesley of B Public Relations in Denver, Colorado. Jordan, how's it going? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're going to talk about public relations today because uh, the mothership of Sales Fuel is located in Westerville, Ohio, right, Lee? Which is That's a right. suburb of Columbus. Mm-hmm. And we have a case study that jumped out at us, and we're so glad Jordan is here. Um, we'll kind of explain. Um, BPR does restaurant hospitality, travel, and tourism public relations, right, Jordan? Tell us a little bit about the business, and then we'll link it into what we're going to talk about. Sure, yeah. So we specialize in hospitality, as you mentioned, which uh, encompasses destinations, hotels, restaurants, and then the food and wine industry just in general. Um, And our agency is responsible for helping our clients communicate through a variety of channels, whether that be the media through traditional public relations, uh, social media, which we'll be talking about a little bit today, or working with influencers and strategic partners. So um, our goal is always to help our clients shine their best light and communicate their key messages to audiences in a variety of ways. That's right. And social media is something that every every manager and leader should know about and embrace and keep up with because as we're about to show you, uh, when the wheels fly off the train, it can be, well, it can destroy you. It can destroy years of, of work. Also be wary of, I think. So it's like social media is a, is a two-edged sword. You know, it can, it can really be a wonderful thing for you and a, and a great communication vehicle. But at the same point in time, it can also then slice you. And that's not a good thing. So that's right. What we want to talk about today, oddly enough, the case study comes and involves a restaurant. So that's uh, you know that's why we thought that th- th- this guest today would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, we had a situation in, in Westerville, which uh, was was well known over the national news about uh, about two police officers reporting to a domestic in Westerville, Ohio. And Westerville is your typical small town, Midwestern USA kind of town, middle class town, great place to live, great place to have a business, and I I, I love it over here. And, you know, they were reporting to a domestic on a Saturday afternoon, and basically they were ambushed by this guy that, that, that shot and killed both of them in cold blood. And uh, so there was a, such a huge outpouring of support through the Westerville community. People lined up, multiple people deep, thousands and thousands of people uh, showed up for the memorial services and, and for uh, the processions and things uh, through, through the city. And just uh, in a way, it was very heartwarming and, and very reassuring that they kind of see the love and support that they got from the community. But uh, sometimes, though, people can be a little tone deaf. And so, Audrey, that's pretty much the case study we're going to share today. That's right. So there's this restaurant called 62 Barbecue in Johnstown. And um, the owner on his private, you know, per, well, pr- not private because his tweets weren't private, personal Twitter, right? He's watching a golf tournament on TV, I guess probably a Sunday, right? That's usually Mm -hmm. when golf is on. And he writes, um, he tweets, do I really have to watch a split screen of Pebble Beach golf for a couple of cops that were killed hours ago in a suburb? So obviously local news did a split screen and continued programming, which is a common thing that they do. And then everything just exploded. Jordan, I mean, you've probably seen this before, but his Yelp blew up. Yeah. People screenshotted it. You read through the tweets. You want to tell everybody a little bit about what happened to this guy? 
Yeah, you know, I think he made a tasteless remark and what he thought was a you know a, a pri- more private form at least he mentioned at one point that he had you know I think he said I had I only had like five Twitter followers so I think he thought that he knew he was who he was speaking to and he thought that I guess he was making a joke or I believe what he's his excuse was that he was sort of making a general commentary on the state of the news right now and how there's just disasters happening every five minutes and you know I guess he probably thought that he was making a comment to followers who knew him and would take it in the context in which he allegedly intended it. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about social media is things can go viral. And even if you do, even if you protect your tweets or your posts, your network, somebody on there that disagrees with you or, you know, has a bone Mm -hmm. to pick or you strike a nerve can take a screenshot of that, which will never die. They can share it with their network who can share it with their network, which is what happened to this guy. You know, he didn't intend for it to go all over the place, but it did. and regardless of the fact that it was from his his personal account and not, you know, he says meant to be reflective of the business, when you're a small business owner, you are your business. And, you know, when people are upset about something that you do, especially if they're really upset and it's something that's so pol- uh, such a polarizing topic like this, you know, people are going to do what they can to kind of call you out or damage you um, the way that they feel like maybe they've been damaged. And the easiest way to do that for a business owner is to go after their business and to, to put that out on a public forum, which is incredibly easy to do nowadays uh, with all the review sites that we have out there, not only on Facebook and some of the traditional social channels, but, um, you know, Yelp and TripAdvisor in the case of hotels. Google and all reviews, those. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So some of the comments that people put, uh, somebody pulled a 500 person catering thing off the table. Yeah. Somebody else, uh, this that put owner of 62 Barbecue and Johnstown Brad um, Jalovec, I guess, I don't know how to say his name, lesson, how to destroy your business in 140 characters or less. And then his Yelp went under review because you know, when you get in the news, like that dentist who shot the lion. Mm-hmm. So now his Yelp page is a mess. So he tried to recover in the, then he switches to, and then we'll discuss all this. He switches to the Route 62 Barbecue official restaurant account. And he puts, the comments I posted on my personal Twitter account this past weekend were insensitive and callous. I want to apologize to the community and all those profoundly affected by this tragedy. Well, the horse was out of the barn, dude, too late. And then he gets 700, almost 700 replies and 127 shares, basically telling him, F you. I will say that the best way to avoid a crisis or the best way to solve a crisis like this is to avoid it in the first place and don't let it happen. But, you know, the one thing I guess he did do as right as he could was to eventually, you know, get to his business's page and acknowledge and apologize. I think one of the biggest mistakes that businesses or business owners make after something like this happens is to not acknowledge it or to keep on posting on their business page like nothing happened. And then that really can set off a firestorm. Um, You know, unfortunately, that wasn't going to be enough for everybody. And I can understand why, but it was one step in the right direction. So let's talk about this. Well, it's my, let's, let's play devil's advocate. Cause Lee, I mean, person, you, we have a policy at sales fuel in the employee handbook that everybody signs regarding your personal social media versus the company's social media where Lee, it basically, I reread it this week. It's, it's saying, look, you know, we know that it's your personal social media, but you know, if you're going to say something about the company or your job, it needs to not be, you know, negative or disparaging. I mean, you're agreeing to a certain extent 
not to throw the company under the bus. Yeah, because it's like you know, one of the things that we learn, you know, that you know, all leaders and managers need to be aware of is that there is no off premises, and there's so it's like even if it's your personal account, it's way too easy to link your person. You know, it's like, oh wait, that's the same guy who's in charge of the IT department at XYZ company, or that's the same gal who's the CEO yeah. of uh, of whatever company. And it's too easy to do that. It just is like, you know, you if you go out to a bar, for example, with uh, or, you know, a restaurant or something like that with a couple of employees or something like that. Well, you're still the boss, even though you, know, you might think you're in a social situation and we're all equals here and everything like that. But it doesn't work that way. And so the same thing applies here. So if you're not careful with your social media. You know, Jordan and I were talking about beforehand. It's like if it's, if it's not something you would say on the PA system of a football stadium, you know, you probably shouldn't say it because you know, it's like you are still the boss. You are still the owner of a company or a, a leader or a manager. And even you can say it's personal and it's just reflective of me all you want. But it's like people are going to know because here's the thing. That company still employs you or you still own that company. So it's like the two things, you cannot decouple those two things. Is that right, Jordan? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think, again, you you can put something out in a forum where you think that you know your audience and you're speaking to an audience of like-minded folks or people that aren't going to get offended by what you say. But because of the viral nature of social media and because anything you put out there, you know, on a Facebook post or a tweet is linked to your name and then they can link that back to your company and someone can screenshot that and put that out there, which happens all the time. You essentially could be talking to the whole world and not even mean to, and you don't have control over that. I can give you an example of that too, Jordan. There's another one. There's a, uh, we, one of our clients was doing a digital marketing audit on a car dealer. It was a used car dealer, but it was, but it was actually you know, linked to a, a, a new car dealer. Uh, in, in Columbus, Ohio. And as it turns out, then the, the, the sales manager of that used car lot somehow and instead of the, the the Twitter account was basically his account and then also on his account then he had the website for uh, the dealership you know on, on his Twitter profile mm-hmm. and boy he said all kinds of nasty stuff or whatever that I, that I think a lot of oh, people would disagree God. with and everything like that but it's like it was not difficult to, to, to make the connection between the two things or whatever and you know that that stuff that if that could have gotten blown up and gone viral or whatever that would have sunk that that dealership Yeah. I think um, people forget too that so many of us list our place of employment in our profiles, even if we're not linking back to a website or anything. And when we're commenting, Mm -hmm. depending on the social channel, when we're commenting it, it'll show up, you know, right the first thing where you work. So even if it has nothing to do as an employee with thoughts or the views of your employer and you're, you have no intention to link it back to that, it automatically can happen. And, you know, people, again, when you, when you incite an angry mob, they're going to go after you any way they can. And the easiest way to do that is to go after your business or your job. So that's yeah. just what's going to happen, whether you intend it to or not, which just means you really have to think about what you put out there. I kind of treat my feed like sex, religion, politics, mm-hmm. like things that you're never the third rails of the office culture. Isn't that what we've always mm-hmm. been told? Just don't put that stuff out there. I would add in disasters of any kind as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of companies have gotten into trouble. Well, I mean, this this guy's a prime example of going after, you know, a, a, a shooting, which is especially when it has to deal with law enforcement, which is a very uh, touchy subject. But I, a lot of companies um, have gotten into trouble, you know, trying to insensitively sort of piggyback for gain on natural disasters or or just in general sort of ignore the fact that a major disaster has happened or a shooting or a crime and and you know kind of push out their sales message and they get in trouble that way too. So 
to turn your feet off. Now, Jordan has had some big clients over the years. Hard Rock, Shake Shack is coming mm. to Denver. That's Danny Myers, huge. They have that account and um, that Renaissance Hotels and stuff. Do you have any advice for, okay, so that guy is a, a tiny little solo entrepreneur in Ohio. What if you're part of a huge complex organization like a Marriott or a Ren, um, a Shake Shack, a big restaurant group like that. What do you tell your clients with a lot of moving parts that may have um, subcontracted out their social media? Sure. And how do they handle it with their employees? If they have 50,000 employees, how are you going to stop 50,000? One guy out of 50,000 could say yeah. something. So the very first thing that we tell them is your intern should not be doing your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I think, or, or your niece, because she's in college and she gets, you know, oh, she gets no. social media because she's on it. We get this a lot. It's, it's you know, I think over the past 10 years since social media has really kind of come into the to the workforce, the, the business sphere, people have started to understand this a little bit more. I think it took a lot of crises for people to really understand the damage yep. that social can do to a brand. Um, but I think a lot of people still like to, they don't understand social media. Maybe they don't use it personally. They're kind of, you know, they're of a generation maybe that hasn't had it as part of the workplace forever. And so they tend to just kind of say, oh, well, let somebody young handle that. They'll get it. They know how to do everything uh, from a technical perspective, which may be true. However, oftentimes the intern isn't very well versed in how to represent a brand on a, you know, incredibly public forum. So I think that's the number one thing we say is you should have somebody, absolutely somebody that's a professional, that is a communication expert, that knows your brand voice, that knows what you are and aren't allowed to say. And they have some emotional intelligence, right, Jordan? Absolutely. That's very important. Um, so that's the first thing. I mean, yeah. the easiest way to kind of avoid a crisis is to make sure that the person that's managing your actual brand channels knows what they're doing and is doing a good job. Um, and also yeah. knows that they, which account they are logged into because a lot of companies have gotten in trouble that way too, where, you know, there's tools like Hootsuite and, um, and some yep. of those out there. We use yeah, Hootsuite. it's a great yeah. tool, but you have to be really careful because you can accidentally schedule a personal post onto your business platform and then end up with a very, you know, something that you meant to be only for your um, your immediate group of friends to see and it goes out on your, you know, your, your brand's feed, which happens a lot actually. Isn't the way to avoid that though? In our Hootsuite for sales fuel, which I'm in uh, quite frequently, um, we don't have any personal accounts loaded in there. Only the corporate accounts are loaded in there. So... I can only select an ad mall account or a sales yeah. fuel channel. I can't, it's not commingled. That might be a that, best Yeah, practice. that definitely helps. Um, you have to be careful if you're scheduling posts specifically to the channels themselves, because again, you it, it'll ask you, do you want to post, do I want to post as Jordan Blakesley or do I want to post as one of my clients? But you have to be careful and watch that, especially when you're doing it mobily from a phone, because I think that makes it a little bit easier to um, kind of miss that and make the mistake. So right. that's what I would say first and foremost for brands. Just make sure the person that's actually controlling your social media is a, a good representative that's well-educated in you know, how to communicate on behalf of a brand. Just as important as a spokesperson yep. or a social media person, they should know what, you know what is and isn't allowed and what uh, should and shouldn't be talked about. I think the next thing then just uh, kind of what we touched on earlier is a social media policy for employees is always a great idea. You know, I think most companies start with something pretty basic that says, don't use hate speech. If you're talking about something um, that could be, you know, linked back to the company or you're talking about the company, make sure to say that these views expressed are my own and not that of my employer. But it still goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You can easily put out something that has nothing to do with your business that is 
is your views and um, it can still get linked back to your business or if at the very least, if it doesn't hurt your company, it they can, might call for you to be let go because, you know, you said something that that struck a nerve with somebody. And that has happened plenty of times too, where a company gets such bad publicity for the actions of an employee or something that they said that they say, you know what, we're just going to cut you loose because that's the easiest way to distance ourselves from this. Mm-hmm. I kind of tell people from my years in journalism that the safest way to never in a, in a media interview be quoted for something that you don't want to get out there. And they say, well, this is, let's go off the record for a minute. Why don't you just assume always that nothing is ever off the record and then you'll never have a problem. Like and every microphone is always on. That's yeah. right. Yeah. If you want to be in business as a part of the sacrifice you have Absolutely. to make and that you, you have to self edit. What else? Well, Jordan, I had I had another thought on that too. A lot of the question I hear a lot of managers talking about is like, should I be Facebook friends or have have employees as Twitter followers or something like that? What's your thinking on that? You know, I mean, I guess being a PR person, I always am of of the mindset that you should just play it safe and not not you know put yourself in any situations where you could possibly end up in trouble. Am I friends with my employees on social media? Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a personal call. I think if you distance yourself from the potential to, you know, have a couple too many beers and say something that might offend an employee that can then potentially come after you with a lawsuit, you should probably avoid it as much as you can. But that being said, that's, you know, like I said, I, I'm friends with my employees on social media. I think in general, just anything you put out there, at all to anyone, you should always just assume that it could go completely viral and everybody in the world could see it, whether it's your mother, your spouse, your employee, your <laughs> client. You know, keep that stuff yeah. maybe for, for conversation and don't put that stuff in writing. Because that, yeah, that's, I, I absolutely agree with that. Anything in writing in an email is the same thing. But yeah. Reply all has sunk a lot of people. It has, yeah. And social media just makes it that much easier. I mean, some things can spread like wildfire. I almost feel like this guy drunk tweeted that. I just have this oh, He's watching golf he on a Sunday around. afternoon. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he drunk tweeted. So all of this begs the question, this is my last question, but um, is, so uh, if I'm listening to this, this all begs the question, what, um, Jordan, are your clients doing in terms of uh, disciplinary action for, so, you know, is it by one tweet or... Uh, and then you get a letter in your file or, I mean, it's kind of hard to know yeah. reasonable way to r- get them to reel it yeah, in. And is. it totally depends on the client. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, I work with some, you know, national and international brands um, down to like Renaissance down to the property level and Renaissance and Marriott as a whole have a very different um, social media policy than, you know, an individual property might. So it just, you know, it, it, all companies handle it a little bit differently. Um, I think the most important thing, again, prevention is always is always the best bet. And so having a really good, honest conversation with your employees about the potential uh, repercussions of putting things out on social media is just a good way to get them to be thinking about what they're doing from the get-go. Um, and then it kind of just depends based on – but having a – I think the key really is having a policy because then you can always go back and if somebody does make a mistake or, you know, put something out there that's not smart, mm-hmm. you can at least refer back to that and say – this is what we said. This was our policy. We put it out there in writing. You violated it. And now we're going to have to take actions appropriately. And also then you can go back as a company and say, you know, we have this policy for our employees that explicitly says these are not our views and you should make that known. This employee, you know, failed to do that. And because of that, we're letting them go because we feel so strongly that this is not a representative representative of us. 
whenever you make a mistake in, in management then too, it's like course correction is never a bad idea. For example, something I said just about two minutes ago, it's like, you know what? I watch golf on a Sunday afternoon perfectly sober. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like <laughs> nothing against people watching golf on a Sunday afternoon, but n- nonetheless, uh, so it's never a bad idea. It's like once you realize that that you've, you've screwed up, basically, is the course mm-hmm. correct. It's like, but you can't be ham-handed in how you respond to your screw-up because yeah. that only makes things worse. So you have to make sure you nail it, though, when, when you apologize. And that's when I would say if you don't already have something, a, a crisis plan or a, um, you know, a social media plan management in yep. place, that you should hire a professional because they will help you before things get too emotional, before you go out and start deleting comments on on social media pages. And let me just tell you, please, please, please don't ever do that because it is not a good idea. Again, the, yep. the quickest way to uh, to really fire up an angry mob is to try to silence them. And they're just going to go to the media and all sorts of things. So when you find yourself in a situation like this and people are attacking you on social media, hire a professional right away. Don't wait. Don't start you know, responding to comments out of your personal emotion. Just get get somebody involved that knows how to damage control. Definitely. And you know what I think too, for some people, maybe this guy, you know, when you're sitting there with like your phone and you're, tw- you're tweeting it, I mean, it's essentially the same thing of what I'm doing right now. Like words are coming out of my mouth. This is a form of speech, even though it's through a machine and I'm not talking, but I really am talking. But if to some people, it may feel like, well, I'm not really, I'm not really saying that. Well, yes, you right. are. So, but because it's electronic, maybe they don't think it's. Well, it's also know. like email, Audrey. You know, too. It's like you know, I can't tell yes. tone of text. So it's like he might have been like, yeah. ah, ha, ha, you know, and thinking it's a big joke and everything like that. But you can't tell that tone. And, and reading that, the, reading that yeah. tweet makes you kind of feel like that he's actually bitching about the fact yeah. that oh my, it's like because of these cops, I have to watch my golf on split screen now. It's like right. It's like, but that might not be how he intended it. No, he said, you know, I, this was meant to be a larger commentary on on you know the state of current affairs and and the fact that we have a new police shooting every day and you know just me kind of expressing how how sad that is but that is absolutely not the context in which it was taken I no i didn't take it yeah. that way at all i didn't know he said that wow Oh, man. Well, I mean, obviously, I hope we've changed the minds and opened some people to issues management and crisis and thinking about this stuff. And Jordan is terrific at this stuff. How can people find the agency Jordan in your Twitter and everything so that if they want to do a consult or something? Yeah, so we we are BPR, right? Be public relations and our website is we are BPR.com. And it's B, the letter B, not yeah, B. No, B as in boy and then PR as in public relations. And uh, yeah, we're based in Colorado, but we work with clients across the country and even internationally. Yep. And uh, if they want to, um, you guys have a LinkedIn page as well. They can. We are on all the social media channels. We are just carefully, carefully monitoring what we are saying on them, <laughs> <laughs> as everyone should be. And we will put all those links on the episode notes that, yeah. that wherever you download this podcast, you will find those. And also, if you have any questions, uh, you can either send them to me or Audrey or to Jordan. Uh, and we'll have all those connections then also on the show notes and on our, our webpage, managesmarter.com. Sounds good, Jordan. Thank you for the great thought leadership in this. It's always good to talk to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Excellent conversation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.